they will help me present these Bibles. morning church it's good to be with you this morning if you are joining us online we're glad to have you with us as well if many of you remember I was supposed to preach um, a couple months back in January Um, Doug was going out of town asked me to fill in for him Um, but I ended up coming down with COVID so I had to record myself preaching Um, so all that to say I'm both really excited and really terrified to be up here with you today Um, It's definitely different um, talking to a phone camera versus actually being in here and being able to talk with you guys, but I'm excited to be here with you guys today. In case you guys haven't picked up on it yet, today is Senior Sunday. Um, It's a pretty big day here at KCOC, um, a day where we look to recognize our graduating seniors, all their hard work, um, all their toil, um, and them finally graduating from high school. And it's really funny, I almost feel underqualified to be the person up here speaking into their lives because I'm not really that far removed from being a senior in high school myself. Um, It's funny, a couple of months ago, um, we were on our way to a Sunday night Devo, and we're driving, and I have the radio on because the kids wanted to listen to music, and a, a popular song came on. So I'm driving, not thinking anything of it, and I just start humming along. I'm like, and all of a sudden, I hear from right behind me, Andrew, you know this song? And I pump the brakes immediately. And I turn around and I'm like, of course. Why wouldn't I know this song? What, what's the deal? And the student looks at me and goes, how is that possible? And then they start talking and like ganging up on me. And they're like, how does he know this? There's no way that he can know this song. That's impossible. And I finally look them dead in the eyes. And I'm like, I'm only five years older than you. I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? And in that moment, I started having an existential crisis. I was like, oh, does this mean I'm an adult now? Is that really what's going on here? I was terrified. <laughs> oh, but time, time moves quickly. And now, man, the last four years, um, not just for us, but I'm sure for our seniors, in hindsight, have probably flown by. They were a drop in the hat. But I think about what life looked like four years ago. Some of these seniors had just started high school, had just finished their senior year, going into their sophomore year. Maybe some of you guys were living somewhere else, going to a different church, working a different job, maybe planning out what the next four years were going to look like. And then, of course, what happened? A worldwide pandemic. We're all aware of the many difficulties and challenges that COVID caused and continues to cause for so many of us. But could you imagine being a high school student, some of your most formative years, trying to figure out the kind of person that you're going to be, where you're going to go, what you're going to do in life, being thrown into a new type of living and doing school, and being told, hey, we're going to put you behind a computer screen You're not going to get to hang out with your friends. You're not going to get to go back to school. 
and you're going to stay as far away as you can from your friends, some of your family, fellow students, and teachers. I think it's one thing to try to be a high school student and navigate all the difficulties that come with that and be able to graduate, but I also think it's especially incredible to be a high school student and graduate high school with a plague sandwiched right in the middle. So I think that that is worth of a round of applause for our seniors. Come on now. And now, here we are, 2022. The world is beginning to open back up. The opportunity to live our lives somewhat normally is returning. And these seniors find themselves in a very interesting situation, one that is full of different choices. Where do I go from here? Do I go to college? Maybe I go work. Maybe I attend a trade school. Who do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to be? And I could, I'd love to be able to stand up here and tell these seniors that those answers are going to come very easily. You're going to figure that out within the next week. But all of us who have been in their shoes knows it doesn't get any easier from here. Life continues to move. We all know that it's hard. It's ever-changing. And it's easy to be discouraged when we look at the overwhelmingness of life and the overwhelmingness of all the decisions and all of the stuff that we have to deal with, especially for these seniors. We're currently living in a post-Christian society. There's a large percentage of people our seniors' age, when they graduate and walk out those doors, they don't ever come back. And that's heartbreaking. So the question is, how? How do we continue to push on? How do we continue to live our lives, continue building our faith? How do we find the strength to face the various hardships and challenges that life throws at us? The answer is faith. In Hebrews 11, Paul begins with this. Now, Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what was seen is not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he's dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, who warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs of him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, 
who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. I could keep going. There, this entire chapter is 40 verses. And the author continues to go through a who's who of faith, talking about the MVPs of faith, talking about guys like Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Gideon, Samson, David, all these faith heroes that we read about in the Old Testament, all these heroes of the Bible that we all know so well, and talking about all of their accomplishments by faith. And he finishes chapter 11 by saying this, These were all commended by faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Sometimes, the only real way for us to be able to push forward is to have a little faith. Seniors, you're about to embark on a new chapter in your lives. For some of you, it's the first time that you will be on your own in a new place. And there's a lot of uncertainty in that. Paul says, right off the bat, first verse, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. When, we're living our faith, when we are living our lives faithfully, we have confidence and assurance that God will take care of us. Through faith, Noah built an ark. Through faith, Abraham was able to pack up and move somewhere. God told him to, but he didn't even know where he was going. And they didn't even get to see Jesus, the fulfillment of God's promises. They just had faith, and that was enough. And faith can be really, really scary sometimes. It requires us to make sacrifices. It requires us to step out of our comfort zones. When Bailey and I um, were interviewing with Kaufman, I'll be honest, church, we, uh, we, were, we were scared. Kaufman, Texas is not exactly uh, the most happening place for a couple of 20-year-olds, in case you guys haven't figured that out yet. And moving that far away from family, from friends, it was a lot. After a lot of prayer and after a lot of talking, we were willing and decided that we needed to step out on faith, unsure of what our lives were going to look like, unsure of what any of our future was going to look like, and just trust faithfully that this is where God called us to be and that he was laying a path before us. Fast forward almost a year, and we've seen and felt the blessings that have come from that decision. It was a decision that stressed us out a lot in the moment, but required us to lean on God. Many of us find ourselves in situations like that. We're unsure of what's coming next. We're unsure of what needs to be done. Or we feel called to do something, but we don't have all the answers to it, and that scares us. The faith that we have has power. The faith that we have has the power to create incredible things, to free nations, to bring down oppressors, to obey even if we don't have all the answers. Our faith has the power to change lives, slay giants, and move mountains. All it takes is a step. 
one step of faith can alter and bless our lives in ways that we couldn't even see if we didn't take that leap in the first place. We know the promises of God. These faith heroes, they didn't get to stick around long enough to see the promises fully fulfilled, but they knew it was coming and they had faith. We have seen those promises fulfilled through Jesus. So let's stop living like we're scared of what happens next. We know what happens next. The promises of God's love and the promise of Jesus coming back. Paul continues by writing in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I really want us to hone in and look at the very first verse. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, I have good news, church. Life is hard, but we're in it together. We aren't in it by ourselves. Life can sometimes feel really isolating, and I have good news for you. It doesn't have to be. You seniors, I want you to take a look around this room. Every single adult in here is running the race alongside you. Some of us are further ahead. Some of us are a little behind. But we're all running it together. And we're cheering you on every single step of the way. And we're here to help you along every step of the way. Church, this community, this body that we are called to be a part of, we're called to be witnesses of one another. We're called to cheer each other on and encourage one another and be that crowd in each other's lives. I think about a week ago, Bailey uh, convinced me to start running. Um, we're taking a trip at the end of the summer, and I want to look good in a swimsuit. So I was like, let's do it. I'm down. <laughs> and we both agreed that we were going to run together. And while we said we were going together, when we first stepped outside and we were getting ready to run, the first thing I did was pop in my AirPods and start loading up music and a podcast trying to listen to my own stuff. And Bailey was like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, we're running. We're still running together. She's like, you have your AirPods in. You're not going to know what's going on around you. You're just focused on what's going on with you. I think that sometimes we struggle to recognize the crowd around us because we just like to pop in our AirPods. We like to do our own thing. We like to handle it our own way. That's just not the way that we can do life successfully. When we try to do it all ourselves, when we try to take it all on ourselves, it's, it's draining. We can't do it all on our own. 
and that's okay. It's easier to have faith when you know that you have a crowd of witnesses at your back cheering you on, encouraging you through all the hardships that life presents to you. My question for you today, church, is what's holding you back from running this race faithfully? For some of us, it's control. We like to be in control. We like to have our own plans. Some of us, maybe we, we disqualify ourselves. I can't do that. I don't have the stamina for that. I'm not good enough. I can't handle that. I've never done that before. Maybe somebody else should just do it. We're called to throw all of that off, all of the sin that entangles us, anything that weighs us down. You try and run a race with 50 pounds strapped to your back, it's not going to be a very effective race. It's just not. We know the promises of God, and because we know the promises of God, and because we have seen the promises of God fulfilled, what do we have to fear? Why do we got to worry about running the race when we already know what's at the end? Seniors, you have a wonderful crowd of witnesses behind you. You've got a promise, you have a God whose promises have stood steadfast for all of eternity. It's race time. Church, some of you may have something going on that's going to require a leap of faith from you. Take it. We're here to catch you and help lift you back up if you fall. If we want to run this race, we have to have the faith that the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, Joseph, Gideon, Moses, Samuel, David and Paul and his promises are going to have the power to carry us through this crazy roller coaster that we call life. If there is any way that we can be of service to you, feel free to text our prayer line. Come talk to one of our elders, talk to one of our staff. We would love to talk to you. We'd love to encourage you to take that next step. As we wrap up, let us stand and let us sing.